0: The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The text for our meditation this morning are the words that were read for you earlier from our epistle reading. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, we thank you for bringing us here, for reminding us that we are the church, and that you have given us a mission, and that is to share the love of Jesus Christ with people as you give us opportunity. We're here to join Jesus on his mission so that those who are yet to hear and believe in him may be saved. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, Greg Finke has in his book the statement, and I think you need to hit that for me, please? It's up there? No? Nothing's up there? Okay. Well, anyway, there we go. Greg Finke has in his book, the mission is to redeem and restore all things to the kingdom of God beginning with human beings. So the mission. The word mission comes from a Latin word, missio. Get rid of that last N and you've Speaking Latin. And the word simply means to be sent. So who sends us? Who sends the church to redeem and restore all things to the kingdom of God? God's the one who sends. God's the one who sent Jesus. And Jesus is really the only one who can do it. He's the only one who can redeem. He's the only one who can restore all things to himself. He's the only one who can save us. But you and I here are the church. You and I, who God by his grace has brought us here today, are the ones he gives the responsibility to go and share. This good news so that people may be redeemed, so that people may be restored, so that people who don't know yet who he is, who don't yet believe in him as their Lord and Savior, might indeed be saved. So who sends us on this mission? Who sends us as the church on this mission? You might recall there was a guy who lived about 2,000 years ago. He was born as a baby in Bethlehem. When he was 33 years old, he lived, he taught, and he was lifted up on a cross. There he suffered and died to pay for your sins and pay for my sins. And the neat thing is he was put into a grave, but that grave did not hold him. Instead, he rose from the dead on that third day. Well, 40 days after that, he was on a mountaintop and he was with his disciples and he began to go up, 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 he ascended into heaven and as he was going, he said to his disciples, go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. We call that the great commission. We call this that great mission that Jesus gave to his disciples. And the disciples went, and they continued to go throughout the world. And they shared the good news. So that you and I today, who are his disciples because he has saved us by his grace... Through the word of God, through the waters of baptism, and declared us to be his sons and his daughters. And so if you are a follower of Jesus, if you are a disciple of Jesus, then he sends you on this mission too, to make other disciples. That's the job of the church. So the mission has a church. We are, as the church, to join Jesus on this mission because Jesus is already out there doing the work. Jesus is already out there working on the people who are yet to hear and believe in him. And he does it in a way that only he can do. And he wants us to join him on this mission. Now, as you think about what does it mean to join Jesus on his mission, I want you to think about the words that we sang in the song that we just had. Build your kingdom here. Let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand. Heal our streets and land. Set your church on fire. We're asking God, the Holy Spirit, to set us on fire. We're asking Jesus to set us on fire, that our hearts may indeed want to share what He has done for us. Win this nation back. Does our church, does our church have any possibility of winning this nation back for Jesus? Is there any power that you and I have to be able to win this community back to believe in Jesus? Do we believe it? Do we pray for that? Change the atmosphere, Lord. Build your kingdom here, we pray. Unleash your kingdom's power. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is in you. The kingdom of God is in me because he has claimed us and he has sent us. Yes, unleash your kingdom's power, reaching the near and far. No force of hell can stop your beauty-changing hearts. You made us for much more than this. So awake the kingdom seed in us. Fill us with the strength and love of Christ. We are your church. Oh, and we are the hope on earth. You're the hope on earth. You're Jesus' hands. You're Jesus' feet. Jesus' arms. You and I are the ones that Jesus sends. How do we do it? Greg Finke says in his book, one of the ways that we are able to do this, to join him on his mission, is to seek and to recognize and find. Applying those words that Jesus said to his disciples, ask and you will find. Seek and you will not. Door will be opened unto you. He wants us to ask. He wants us to seek. And when we seek and recognize what's going on around us, when we look at those opportunities that God places in our lives with people, people we're enjoying. You see, oftentimes, I think as Christians, we get this idea that we are supposed to just witness to the people that we don't even know. Because that's almost a safer way. But the truth of the matter is, There are people that God has already placed in our lives. People who we've developed relationships with. Who provide opportunities for us to share the love of Jesus with. When we get to know people, when we get to listen to people, when we start talking to people... They begin to trust us. And one of the best ways to get people to know who you are is by asking them your name by first offering yours. When you get to know who someone is and they know what your name is, you've developed a relationship with them. And that's why I like to know what your name is. That's why I like to call you by name, because we've got a relationship. And when we can talk with one another, when we can talk with other people and we can let them know we care about them by listening to them, then oftentimes they're more open to sharing with us when they're going through tough times. And sometimes when they're going through the tough times, they just want somebody to listen to them. Sometimes an opportunity to pray with them. To let them know that Jesus does care about them. That he does want to be there for them and with them. And so we do this in the lives of people we're enjoying. Now, when I've taught witness workshops, how it is that we can witness, how it is we can share the love of Jesus Christ with other people... I've oftentimes been encouraged to tell people to ask the Holy Spirit to make sure that they have their antennas up, because antennas, of course, are much better for us when we want to gain a better reception of a television show or of a radio program or something like that. But when we ask the Holy Spirit to help us to have our antennas up, what we are asking him to do is help us to get better reception, have a better awareness of those opportunities that Jesus is placing in our lives. It's a way for us to be able to seek and recognize and find those people that God places in our lives. Opportunities as we seek as a church to join Jesus on his mission? Who are the people that you know who God is placing in your life who you can pray with or pray for? That God will give you an opportunity to show them Christ's love. It's not always that you have to tell them that Jesus loves you. It can be that you're showing them by what you do that Jesus loves you, by listening to them, by seeking. We, of course, live in challenging times, and sometimes we ask the question, is it worth it to even bother to get to know other people? Especially when we know what we heard in the scripture reading today, that the word of The cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. As Christians, we know there are many people who think we are fools because we believe in Jesus. But let that not prevent us from sharing that Jesus cares about us And he cares about them. There may come a time in their life where they're struggling with a situation where they need to know that Christ does love them, that he did die for them, and that he promises to be with them. So I encourage you to think about opportunities as we seek to join Jesus on his mission. But I also encourage you to Think for yourself and apply God's word to your life. That you too may pray. Because there's times in our lives where we find difficulties, temptations, doubt, and fears. And Jesus wants us to know that we are indeed loved and cared for. We have been claimed in the waters of baptism And we are encouraged to remember our baptisms every day. And today Jesus comes to us as he gives us his wonderful meal. As Jesus on that night when he was betrayed took bread. And said take and eat this is my body. And he took the cup of wine and he said take and drink this is my blood. It's shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. You and I need to be refreshed. You and I need to be forgiven of our doubts and our fears. You and I need to know that we are loved, so that we too can indeed share that love of Jesus Christ. So may God the Holy Spirit guide and bless us as we join Jesus on his mission, sharing that love of Jesus as we have opportunity. Amen.